You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here. Last week on episode 104, I made the executive decision at the end of the episode to cut it in half and make it a two-part series. And there was just so much that we covered that this probably could have been a three or four part series. So I would love your feedback. And if you haven't listened to episode 104 yet, that is required listening for this episode. Otherwise, this one won't make as much sense. And I'll do a little bit of a recap before we get started, but really hit pause on this one. Go listen to 104 and come back because they definitely are a a two-parter, if you will. So Before we do that, quick announcement, the Reveal Retreat ah, is coming up super soon. I talk a lot about it at the beginning of 104, so make sure you listen to that. And this retreat is all about self-love and body respect, and I've teamed up with powerhouse women to create a space where you're actually going to figure out what it is that's blocking you. We're going to reveal the hidden hangups that you have with body image and with your identity and loving yourself. And we're going to heal those. We're going to release those. We're going to replace them and learn tools that you can actually start to implement over the weekend and practice to take home with you. And there's follow-up support And there's just so much, and you're going to make friends that I promise you will last a lifetime because I know the women that are going and they are incredible. Oh my gosh, such powerful women, not only the facilitators, but the attendees. So we have four spots left, which I'm recording this week ahead. So there might not be four spots left. We'll see. But as of right now, there's four. And I really hope that you are one of them. You can visit revealretreats.com for more information, or you can email hello at revealretreats.com for questions, financial aid, um, feedback, heck, whatever it is, just to say hi. (laughs) That is the place to go. And there's also a video right at the front of Julie and I kind of being ourselves, so you can get a little feel for what it's going to be like, it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's also going to be a lot of serious and a lot of growth and a lot of connection and crying and laughing and joking. And it's seriously going to be like, oh, I can't even, I get so excited when I think about it. It just gets my heart like, oh, pounding. And it brings tears to my eyes because I know what this weekend is going to hold. So, okay. Because I did such a long spiel about it last time, I'm going to leave it there and dive into the second part of this really important topic, which is dressing the body that you have 
now and why that's important and why it matters. And a quick recap is that after spending three years of doing personal styling and fashion work, it has become clear to me that in order to really access confidence on the inside, you've got to have it on the outside. It's like this infinity symbol, right? You know, where it's an endless loop. And on one side of the loop, you have like the internal confidence. And on the other side, you've got the external confidence. And they kind of bounce back and forth off of one another. Another great illustration would be, you know, those metal balls (laughs) that clang against each other and the momentum keeps them going. This is the relationship between internal and external confidence. and. You can't have one without the other. They're very much both a part of it. And especially when you're working on internal confidence, that act, action of putting on clothes that make you feel good, that make you feel good physically and emotionally, that is critical. It is a critical piece that is missing in the health and fitness industry, which I have 10 years experience. And I can tell you that cramming your body into workout clothes is not going to elicit the same response as putting on something that makes you feel beautiful, that makes you feel attractive, that makes you feel unique, special, that displays your personality. And a lot of times there are some objections that come up when we talk about dressing. And we covered a lot of them last week in episode 104, So I want to pick up where we left off, which is talking about this idea that I'm waiting to fit into my, quote, before or after clothes. And these are the clothes that you keep that don't fit you, usually because they're too small. And they are either your pre-pregnancy clothes or your pre-weight loss clothes or clothes that you bought to motivate you to lose weight. And it's hard because it's harder to accept our body the way that it is. One of the objections that I hear the most is, you know, I just wish I had the body I had in high school. And it's hard for me to accept the body that I have now because look what I used to have. And I want you to think back to when you had that body. First of all, did you really appreciate what you had? Because I think a lot of people look back and they're like, I had a great body, but I didn't realize it. I thought I was still chubby, flabby, overweight, what have you. And we idolize our smaller selves, but that was also another lifetime, right? That was a different chapter in your story. And as a 40 plus year old woman, it is probably not going to be likely that you're going to get back your 18 year old body. That's just science. And a lot of things have happened to you in your life that have caused the weight that you have now. And what does it look like to embrace, accept, or practice neutrality toward the things that shift or droop or hang or swing or bounce or jiggle? And pop culture tells you that you need to hang on to the skinny jeans, that you need to have a swimsuit or a pair of pants that are too small so that you can motivate yourself to get into them. But instead of providing motivation, 
it actually delivers guilt and shame, especially if you've tried over and over and over. And oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, friends. Oh, that was amazing. So I've been watching these, side note, I've been watching these squirrels outside my window. There's two of them. And one of them totally just jumped and missed the tree. (laughs) Okay, I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm going to leave it right where it is. Oh, wow. I've never seen a squirrel miss before, but he just like, poof. Little known fact about Kim, I'm obsessed with squirrels. I love squirrels. They are just, oh, I love squirrels. I wish I could have one for a pet. Okay, where were we? I'm so sorry, getting back on track. Delivers guilt and shame. So when you get stuck in that diet cycle, right? You try and maybe you lose the weight and then you gain it back. And then you try to lose it again and you gain it back and you get stuck in this cycle and you can't fit into those genes, or even worse, you did lose the weight, you fit into the genes, and then you gain it back and you don't fit in the genes anymore. Those genes don't act as motivation. They are a reminder of all the ways that you have failed. And that is BS, friends. Diets fail you. You don't fail diets. Diets are meant to fail. Because they're not sustainable. And any diet that's like, this is sustainable, it's a lifestyle choice, like BS. Okay, been there, done that, got that t shirt. And it's not true. Any diet that restricts you is not sustainable. Restriction doesn't work. It doesn't. This is old news. Restriction doesn't work. It triggers your inner rebel in your brain, you little teenager that lives in the apartment of your mind that's like, you say I can't do something watch me. And you try to silence that inner rebel by saying, well, I'm choosing to restrict or I can eat on my cheat day or I can just save up my points. Like friends, it doesn't work that way. And it's funny because with diets, it's like we do the same thing expecting different results. And that's the definition of insanity. (laughs) And diets are insanity. There's even a Beachbody workout, I think, that's called insanity. Or isn't there an insanity workout? Because it is. Because you're doing this thing expecting a different result when you haven't changed the beliefs about it. You haven't changed the beliefs about yourself. Anyway, it's totally side note there. So when you have these clothes, they're a reminder that there's something wrong with you. Because you can't seem to do it. You keep seeming to fail. And you feel bad for not sticking to your workout plan or weight loss or your healthy habits. And you just need more discipline, more willpower, more motivation. Right? Yeah. No. When I do closet clean-out sessions, I always ask if if they have any skinny clothes or before and after clothes. And what we do is we take those clothes, and you can practice this too, right in your own closet. Take your clothes and thank them for being a motivator for you at one point. Thank them for being able to wear them, for all the times that you enjoyed them, and then release them and give them to someone else. Bless and release them. Maybe host a naked clothing swap with your friends where you can swap them out for something else. Or you can donate them 
to homeless shelters. Or you can sell them at a consignment store. But bless and release them because they're not serving you. And your closet then becomes a place of safety, not a reminder of all the things that you can't wear. And you actually look forward to going and putting things on instead of thinking, oh, that's right, I'm supposed to fit into these. Your closet becomes a place where you have clothes that help you feel confident on the outside, not like a failure. The second objection is that I just want to be comfortable. And sister, I hear you on this one. As a woman who lived in sports bras and workout clothes for seven years, I hear you. You just want to be comfortable. And stylish is not the antithesis of comfort. You can still be comfortable and feel put together. You can still wear stretchy, soft, wonderful clothes that make you feel like you have put in effort, that you feel coordinated in, that you stand a little taller in. And I'm going to be honest with you, nothing will replace the comfort of a hoodie, but maybe you can find a sweater or a cardigan that makes you feel like you're wearing a hoodie. You can be dead comfortable and stylish at the same time. I think defining what comfortable means is really important because it's easy to throw labels out there, especially when it comes to getting dressed, right? Like, I let myself go. We talked about this one on the other episode. Like, what does it mean to let yourself go? Why is this a fear that you have? Comfortable. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be healthy. Like, what does this mean? Define it. What is comfort? And assert your preferences about what comfort is. Maybe it's wearing a specific blend of materials. Maybe you won't wear polyester, but you will wear rayon. And understanding what different fabrics are and which ones feel better. For a lot of people, comfortable is a code word for hiding. I just want to be comfortable means I just want to hide my body. Because clothes that are not comfortable show more than I'm comfortable with sharing. So does it mean wearing stretchy clothes? Does it mean layering? Like what what does comfortable mean? And how can you start to find comfortable clothes that also feel stylish and fun and get you excited about getting dressed? Another one that I hear is that I'm too tired to dress up. Kim, I've got little kids. Kim, I work full time. Kim, I'm busting my butt. Kim, I'm battling depression and anxiety. I can't I can't dress up. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I don't have the energy. And how you dress will impact how you feel 100%. If you stay in your jammies all day, yes, you are going to be more tired because your jammies are telling you it's time for sleep. But if you put on clothes that make you feel more confident, make you feel more energized, make you stand up a little taller, that can definitely change that. Try reframing it this way. Even though I feel tired, I make dressing my body a priority. And this could look like choosing your clothes the night before. Like go back to when you were a kid. Did your mom make you do this? Mine did. Make sure you lay out your clothes for school tomorrow. And that can help so much, especially if you're rushed in the morning. I always lay out my clothes the night before. 
I'm, I put all of my accessories right down to like bra, panties, bottoms, tops, layering pieces, scarves, hats, belts, shoes, jewelry. I do the whole nine yards and I lay it out the night before so that way it's not even something I have to think about. And I've already planned to dress up for the next day. It's not even something I have to choose because it's already done. And it can take just a couple minutes at the end of the day. It can also mean that you might have too many choices in your closet and then it might be good to do a closet clean out. Sometimes when I hear that, like I'm too tired, it means that you have too many options and that can be exhausting and overwhelming. And so by doing a closet clean out, taking duplicates out, clothes that are worn or outdated, pull those pieces out, bless and release them so you have less options to choose from. And then you can use accessories like scarves, especially this time of year, hats and belts and jewelry to change the look of the fewer pieces that you have. And that can help bring a fresh energy to your wardrobe as well. And then the other one is that I don't have money for new clothes. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to have new clothes. You can go through your closet and pull out All of the stuff that we just talked about, the things that don't fit well, things that are outdated, worn or faded, pilled, and toss what you need to, and then you can make a pile for a naked clothing swap or call up a friend that's the same size and say, hey, you want to swap some clothes? And that is a great way to get fresh clothes. You can also sell some of the things that maybe have tags or that you haven't worn or that are not the right size. Sell those for consignment. And then you can buy new clothes that way. And that is my favorite way to do it. I love resale clothing. It is one of my favorites. You can find so much unique stuff. It's so good. You can also make a wish list. And by cleaning out some of your other items, you can see, okay, I need a new jacket. I need two new pairs of pants. I need these tank tops. And price it out. Maybe do a little online shopping or, you know, work with a stylist to see, okay, well, these are the pieces that I need and make a list. And as you can, invest in the pieces that you need to invest in. Or you can get lower cost items that like layering tanks or tees. Those are things that you can usually get a little bit cheaper, but the pieces that will last you a long time, like shoes or sweaters, jeans, jackets, blouses, those are the things that you kind of want to save up for and invest in as you go. And remember, you can also seasonalize your closet. So I put away all my summer stuff right around September. All my spring and summer stuff gets put away. Then when seasons change, I can pull out all these clothes that I forgot about for the last six months. And it's like a whole new wardrobe super fun. And then if anything doesn't fit or I don't like it anymore, we do a swap or I can sign. And that's a great way to freshen your wardrobe too without spending a lot of money. And again, you can always accessorize as a way to spice things up. So using scarves and scarves, scarves, that's a mix of scarves and hats, (laughs) scarves and hats and jewelries and belts can really be a fun way. Beanies are great and they're a great way to mask not only unwashed hair, but also bad hair days. That's usually why I have a hat on. It's because I have bad hair day. You can do 
belts around your waist or around your hips. And I buy all my belts at Goodwill, super cheap. You can borrow from a friend. Like there are ways to dress up without having to spend a lot of money. And friend, bottom line is this, how you dress is important. It matters because it's your body and it's you. And how you put yourself out there, even if you're staying home, how you dress matters. Because when you dress up, you show up. When you show up, you go up, right? It's all about energy. What energetic level are your clothes showing? How do you feel when you're dressed? How does it feel to do your makeup? How does it feel to do your hair? How does it feel to put on lipstick? How does it feel to lay out your clothes the night before? Like, what are some strategies that you can start to implement so that you can start feeling better on the outside? Because, friend, I don't want you to wait. You are worth dressing and feeling good in your body right now, as it is. And you don't need to wait to change it. You may need a little bit of strategy and a little bit of planning but it's totally worth it. And this is self-care. Self-care is the major buzzword. I feel like it's like the buzzword of 2019. Same with balance. (laughs) Balance and self-care. And self-care is often touted as like pampering yourself, right? Doing nice things for yourself. But what about the basics? What about brushing your teeth? That's self-care. What about drinking water? That's self-care. Eating food? Self-care. Getting dressed, self-care. These are things that you do. You t- What is self-care? It's caring for yourself. And these are things that you do to care for yourself. And if you are in a place of especially body loathing or body criticizing or self-criticizing or self-shaming or comparing, getting stuck in that comparison trap, it's going to be harder for you to do this. So how can you start to shift into more of a neutral place, or even into a place of self-appreciation. And when you appreciate yourself, it's easier to care for yourself. The more value you place on yourself, the more you're going to invest in yourself. And I've seen this over and over and over again. How you feel about yourself matters. How you feel about your body matters too. Remember, they're the little balls that cling back and forth. And it's important that you find value in both. And next week, we're going to talk about body acceptance. And this is huge because it's, it's body acceptance, but it's also self-acceptance. And how do the shoulds get in the way of that? The shoulds are the beliefs and stories that we have about how we should show up in the world. And I'm going to talk you through how to become aware of those and how to actually arrive at acceptance. Acceptance is a complicated thing. It's not just like, okay, I accept my body. Like, no, there's a process to it. There's a grieving that has to take place. And there are very specific steps. And I'm going to walk you through what that looks like next week so that you can feel empowered to get to a place where you feel accepting and appreciating of yourself and accepting and appreciating of your body. And if that feels too far, if like body acceptance is like, oh, I don't know, Kim, think of it this way. 
Think of it as body neutrality, where you look in the mirror and you're neutral, right? You're Switzerland. You're not criticizing your body, but you're also not celebrating it. You're just neutral. And that's okay. That's a great place to start because it's all on a spectrum and it's all on a process, right? But how can you show yourself more compassion and kindness through the way that you dress? How can you care for yourself well and see what impact it has? See if people compliment you. See if your partner notices, your spouse, your kids. It's the cutest thing. I have a five-year-old son named Lewis, and when I dress up, he is the first to notice. And he says, Mom, wow, you look really pretty. Or Mom, I really like your blouse. <laughs> he said that to me the other day. I got a new, I got a blouse, and he totally used the word blouse and told me how pretty I was. And friends, it made my day. And it can make your day too, because you are worthy of feeling appreciated and feeling beautiful as you are right now. So may you go into this week feeling more empowered and more strategic when it comes to dressing yourself. I invite you to head over to the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group and share your thoughts about these two episodes. I am so curious to hear where you land on this whole topic about dressing yourself and what that looks like for you. So come over, tell us what's going on. You can find the group by searching in Facebook, Captivatingly Confident Community. Sorry for the incredibly long name, Um, but it's a great community, super supportive. It's a great place to be. So come hang out with us. And if you have thoughts or feedback about the show, or if you're like, wait a minute, Kim, I got some constructive criticism, which P.S. there is no such thing. It's just, we'll call it feedback. But if you have that, feel free to email me, Kim at Captivatingly Confident. If you have ideas about topics that you want on the show, like I just want to hear from you. I love my listeners so much. Like I want to connect with you. I want to hear what's going on in your life. And I can't do that if you don't engage. So Facebook group, email, reach out. I respond to every single email. It may take me a couple of days, but I will respond because you matter to me. Okay. All right, my friends, I will see you next week for body acceptance. It's going to be fun. Have a great week. I'll see you soon. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.